Hi, this is Phaedra Cook, editor and publisher of Houston Food Finder, and you are listening to Houston Restaurant News for today, Monday, May 11th. I don't know about you, but this week for me, at least the beginning of it, feels quiet and it feels like I'm waiting for something. And I think the thing that I'm waiting for and several restaurant owners are waiting for is to hear about the second phase for restaurant openings. The next step will be that restaurants will begin being able to have 50% occupancy instead of the 25% occupancy that they are currently operating under if they opened at all. 25% occupancy is extremely difficult to make money at. It's a perhaps sustainable, breaking even, possibly sort of level. And many restaurants are not open at all because the owners are waiting for that 25% occupancy to go up to 50%. I just checked. There is no press conference from the governor's office that I see that's been scheduled as of yet. We're going to be very carefully watching for that. And we're also watching for bars to be able to reopen. And along with all of this, we're all also watching the curve of new coronavirus cases in Harris County. And unfortunately, if you look at the curve of new cases, it is just kind of hanging out at a plateau. It's not really making that even curved drop-off that we are all really hoping to see. So this week, it feels very much like a watch-and-wait week. We're going to see what this week brings. Another characteristic of this past week has been uncertainty. Uncertainty about what restaurants have to do to keep their employees safe as opposed to what the minimum requirements are. There was a big story last week coming out of Dallas that I believe was first reported by the CBS affiliate there. Hillstone Restaurant Group, which also owns the Houston's restaurant in Houston on Kirby Drive. Apparently, it's corporate policy to forbid employees from wearing masks to work. The company essentially said that It's not part of their look. So one of the employees actually from Dallas went to a judge and asked for a, an order, restraining order that would allow her to be able to wear a mask to work. And three days ago, a judge granted that. And I think that's the right thing to do. People deserve to feel safe at work. That was a disconcerting story. And by the way, David Lefwich, our associate editor, called the Houston's restaurant Kirby Drive, and sure enough, they told him, no, our employees do not wear masks. So if for you as a diner that's important to you, that's probably not a place that you want to patronize right now. And that's a shame because... I 
used to go there all the time. This was back before I was writing about food and really zoned in on independent restaurants and bars, but we used to take many a lunch there. It's known for its prime rib. It's known for really well put together salads, but I just can't get behind this idea that their employees are not allowed to wear masks. It's something that I, as a diner, want to see because quite frankly, it helps prevent bodily fluids from getting anywhere near me. And I would wear a mask until I actually had to eat. And then I would take it off and then put it back on when I'm done. I I just think it's important to just take those safety measures. It really should be a cooperative thing. It shouldn't just be restaurant owners and employees taking all the responsibility for keeping their customers safe. The customers need to consider how to keep the employees and other people that they're around safe as well so anyway that was there was that story in fairness the rules issued by the governor's office on masks is confusing it's not clear-cut there is a booklet called the governor's report to open texas and if you find the article called texas issues detailed rules for reopening restaurants on our webpage, you will find a link to the PDF of that Open Texas report on page 29, top of the page in the restaurant checklist. It says both have employees maintain at least six feet separation from other individuals. If such distancing is not feasible, measures such as face covering Hand hygiene, cough etiquette, cleanliness, and sanitation should be rigorously practiced. So six feet separation is not going to be possible for servers, bus boys, bus people, people who are responsible for refilling water or things like that. The next bullet point is consistent with the actions taken by many restaurants across the state, consider having all employees wear cloth face coverings over the nose and mouth. If available, employees should consider wearing non-medical grade face masks. So in one bullet, it sounds like for at least customer facing employees, they should be wearing a face covering. But in the second bullet, it says consider, not that it's required or anything like that just you know consider it i mean i consider things every day i consider eating nothing but chili dogs for a week or throwing a bucket of water on the dude who walks by my place screaming every day i don't actually do these things because i would be in jail so consider is just not the word we're looking for some actual definitive requirements would have been helpful for restaurant owners so that they're not responsible for making a guess at what they're supposed to do. This seems just kind of like a way to shove liability off onto independent business owners and that doesn't really seem cool. But either way, it's inspired us to have an article this week featuring restaurants that are doing everything they can and really bending over backwards to make 
customers feel comfortable and safe and to make their employees feel comfortable and safe. So you'll read about some of those restaurants this week and I hope that diners will look at this and go, you know, even if I don't want to dine in right now, these owners are really trying and they deserve our patronage. You know, buying all this extra stuff, gloves and masks and sanitizer stations, it's not free. It's an added expense for them. And again, they're only operating at 25% capacity. So I know things are hard for a lot of us right now financially, and not everybody has the means to get restaurant food. But if you do, consider supporting these places that are clearly really trying. Speaking of owners who are really trying, this seems like a great time to segue into my interview from last week with Fat Eatery owner Alex Young. I have to say Fat Eatery has been an amazing Houston Food Finder sponsor and uh, definitely falls in the category of without these types of sponsors, we would not be able to continue publishing our articles and doing our work. So a huge thank you, as always, goes out to Alex. And Alex has a great staff who works with him, too. I always have fun every time I visit Fat Eatery. Alex is going to talk about some of the measures he's put in place and what things were like for his first week of opening, which started on May 1st. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are things in Katy? We are doing well. Uh, we still do mostly uh, pickup and delivery, um, but we're doing very good. <laughs> So you're still doing mostly pickup and delivery. Okay. So I people are still kind of gravitating 80, to that. 80%. 80%. Okay. But you are open. Yeah, we are. You're open at 25% capacity and have all of those various procedures in place as, yeah. you know, mandated by the state of Texas. Plus, I think you're going by the Houston Restaurant Association guidelines or the, the Texas Association guidelines that are, I think, even more maybe more strict yes yes uh but most of the stuff we have been doing since they were like sanitizing the uh, door handle or clean the door handle or clean the restroom stuff like that we've been doing this since they were it was just never like not necessary to be documented now we have to like put a piece of paper on the uh by the restroom so what time we clean what time we sanitize the restroom and stuff but actually we've been doing that Oh, that's right. I, I forgot that. Yeah, there's a d documentation requirement now. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I was super impressed, even when you could only do takeout and delivery, that your your dining room and your customers just looked so orderly. It's like you have six foot markers on the floor. It looked like most of your customers who come in, they are wearing masks just voluntarily. And uh, it all looked like it, just a very orderly, well-managed process. Uh, yeah, we try our best. And the front door is locked. Uh, people, when they come in, they ring a doorbell uh, for pickup <laughs> to go or stuff like that. And and then they just tell us how many people are in their party. And, uh, okay, we get the table all sanitized. I have the one-time use manual set up on the table already. Then we let them in. So it's to avoid, like, like a crowd gather at 
the entrance or things like that. That's what we're trying to avoid. How do you think the first weekend of being having your dining room reopened went? It was not that busy. It was uh, I kind of like it. We had a 19 and a quarter occupancy. <laughs> 19 and a quarter. That's all the people we can have. So we have like five tables. <laughs> so most of the time we have like three tables, four tables. I mean, it, it looks it looks pretty weird. Uh, uh, it it looks funny actually. Uh, the way <laughs> the way we're looking, it, it, it's all good. It's all good. But we're not that that crazy busy or anything. No. Yes, you've only got. I think 70 tables or 70 seats to begin with, right? 70, 77? Yeah. 77. Yeah. It's just like, you know, having a, a little private party, a little dining party. Everyone, everyone get a corner and everyone, they, they have their own private party. Yes, exactly. Do you believe your customers have been pretty happy to comply with the various rules? Because there's some rules for customers too, like they need to... I believe sanitize their hands when they come in, right? Yes, yes, yes. And they're okay with that. They want to do it. Uh, we have a wall mount sanitizer right in front of them when they walk in. So there's no problem with that. And once they sit down, there's another bottle of sanitizer on the table. So they have no problem with that. Were there any surprises for you about reopening? Mm, I would not say surprise people people seems to like they're ready to eat out. I mean, for people that comes out, they're just ready to come out. They, they want to enjoy a dining experience. And it seems like that they want the most expensive or most, the biggest number of thing on, on the menu. That's what they've been doing. Before this COVID-19 situation, as, as we all started to be more aware that this was going to be a problem for the greater Houston area, one thing that's interesting to me is you had already been through this i remember you told me i believe it was singapore and when the in sars it was in hong, hong kong. kong yeah when when sars was an issue and i guess that was back in 2002 2003 yes 2003 and right after that i was in hong kong myself and i saw all the precautions all the measures that they've been taken and a lot of people are still doing that during like after the pandemic in hong kong or in asia so I kind of like get used to seeing that. So I was, that's why I was one of the first ones that removed tables and things like that before they even mandated it. You were literally the first restaurant owner who told me that you had already started removing tables to um, enlarge the social distancing between your guests. And this was while restaurants were still open at full capacity. That was uh, at the very beginning, very, very beginning of March. And the uh, no dining order was March 17th. So I did it like wait, a couple of weeks. It was right after Chinese New Year when, when you were here. It was right after that. That's when I re removed pretty much half the tables already. Yeah. Chinese New Year was so much fun. That, that was, <laughs> it was yeah. so good. You did. You and your team did such an excellent job with that. I had so much fun. Thank and you, I can't you. wait until, I hope I, you know, Chinese New Year next year that we can have a, a celebration like that again. I'm sure, I'm sure we can. I hope so. I sure hope so. Is there anything in particular that you would most like customers to know before they visit you? 
we have a full menu, uh, everything already. We have like a very large space in between each tables. As I said, um, all the precaution has been made. We don't, we really don't need to like advertise how, what, what we've been doing. We do not have a sign with a list of stuff that we've been doing. People, if they have been to FAT before, they understand that uh, what we, how we do stuff since day one. Now, right before this whole thing started, you had just introduced a really fun dining concept called the Feed Me menu. Yes. Where people could come in, had to be a minimum of two people to order, and the whole table had to order, I believe. Yeah. And, and they would just tell you or your servers their dietary preferences or what they feel like eating tonight, and you would construct a menu exclusively for their tastes. Are you able to be back to doing that now? We have been doing that since the 1st of May, as soon as we open. Uh, I can tell you, as I said, people want something new. People want to feed themselves good. I mean, more than half of our dining protein right now is ordering that feed me menu. Oh, that's great. And it's how many courses? six to seven we want to make sure they're full before we ask them are you full yet if not i can give you another dish make sure you're full then we hit you with the dessert with our new ice creams and stuff make sure you're full before you leave <laughs> it's yeah six or seven courses and remind me of the price per person 38 it's only 38 dollars for this feast this <laughs> custom-made feast and i haven't gotten to be there myself yet to have it but i can't wait and sometimes i just really like that i like being surprised and i like the decision just kind of being taken off my hands it's like you know what you you know your food best why don't you know you why don't you surprise me you know you serve yeah. me what you think i should have exactly i love dining like that and i'm glad that your your customers have embraced that i just think it's so fun yeah, more than half the people order it. They, they love it. Everybody loves it, yeah. I think it's great. And and that's one thing I really like about your restaurant is I think you've just got a good sense of, of fun and that dining is supposed to be enjoyable and that's why people, I mean, people go out to eat, but they also go out to be entertained. Yes, for sure. That's for sure. Correct. Now, as you just mentioned, you now have your own custom ice creams. Yes, we do. It's been moving very well. Uh, we we are having a little hard time to keep up with the demand, actually. Yeah, I believe it. Well, the flavors that I know about is uh, pandan coconut. Correct. And then, oh, there's durian. one more. Durian. Durian, yes. yes. That thing is like not for everybody. I mean, either you love it or you hate it. Yeah, I know people who fall in both categories. Uh, <laughs> The durian's got, and naturally, it has a, a creamy texture to it, so it sounds like it would lend itself very well to ice cream. Yes. The pandan ice cream with the curry powder sprinkle has been moving very well. And I'm so surprised that the durian is moving. It's moving that well. Actually, I mean, they have it. They will buy one more to go. Uh, all people that had it order to go, and then they will buy it again. And it's been doing very well. And of course, for people who have perhaps never had durian before, have you had them try your ice cream and, and give you any feedback? They just say it's very good. <laughs> they love it. <laughs> I can explain that now. 
Uh, be honest, I do not eat durian myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had, I had my, I have my head chef and uh, Marvin, our our manager, tasted. They said, "Oh, it's very good." Okay, let's move on then. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'll just trust your judgment. <laughs> yeah. So you you fall in the durian hater category. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those. <laughs> You're one of those people. And the durian that we get is uh, from actually is from Malaysia, and it's one of the best durian. Although yes, they came frozen. I cannot get them fresh, but um, they are very high grade durian. Did you say the pandan coconut also has curry sprinkles? Yeah, it's on the top. Yes, Ooh. actually there is curry powder in it, and then there's a curry sprinkle on top also. Oh wow. I know these are really challenging circumstances, but how is Yellow coming, your second restaurant that you're doing with Cook Lamb? Uh, we are still in planning stage. Uh, in, the drawing is in Harris County. The way they run, they're working is like, it'll be a little bit slow. It'll be a bit slow, but uh, it's okay with that time. <laughs> Our plan is still going on and nothing has been changed. It'll, it'll still happen. Oh, very good. Very much looking forward to that and, and having this interesting chef-driven banh mi shop right next door. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it will be. Somehow, in addition to, to running your restaurant during the most challenging time in restaurant history, you also have actually done a lot of work supporting other businesses. And of course, you've been a wonderful, loyal supporter of our publication and our work, but there are some other businesses that you have been helping too. Tell me a little bit about that. Hey, on the iPhone, on the hot sauce, I got an email from you. I said, sure, why we don't buy some hot sauce? So that's when we start. just started doing crawfish. I go, let's, why not do that? We buy some hot sauce from iBurn and when people buy five pounds, we just give it away to them. That was moving really good. Uh, we just placed our third order 400 bottles, so that's been doing well. Our customers in Katy can enjoy some something new. Uh, it's a new new bottle of hot sauce. I burn, and a lot of them love it. A lot of them love it. I was wondering if people were excited when they pick up the crawfish order, and it's like, and here's a free bottle of hot sauce yeah, from Iburn yeah. in Bel Air, and Iburn <laughs> is a, a it is a specialty hot sauce shop that's what they specialize in all things spicy hot sauces seasonings all sorts of things re related to peppers and then you also have dumplings dumpling now. yes it's from a dumpling house in the sawyer yard in the downtown and uh, i've been talking to them they just opened like less than two months before all this happened and uh, they have been like struggling a little bit so I go, why don't you bring your dumpling here and let me see if I can sell it for you. So it's been moving pretty well also. That's fantastic. Yeah, I saw you chatting with somebody on a Facebook thread and somebody had said, I love the Dumpling House dumplings. And you said something like, yeah, you pick up an order every time you come yes, in. <laughs> that was, uh, Mr. Mr. Mrs. Otega, yes. They bought, actually, they were just here last night again to pick up some more. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, they, they've never had it before, even in downtown. They just try the first bag and then they cannot, they just can't stop. I love that idea of exposing people to other businesses that might not be a place that they would go on their own. And they can learn about it by coming to you. 
Yeah, I mean, Katie, you're not gonna drive all the way out there. At least I won't. I mean, all the way to Valero Delta buy buy a bowl of hot sauce or dumpling, especially nowadays. That's the biggest problem. Where nothing is happening. Okay, we can drive all we want to anywhere we like. But now, I mean, you're not gonna do that. So now with that here, so they can just try it while they order ordering something else from us or from oh, actually next door Chongwang, and then we have our own online ordering system together. And then we do our in-house delivery together also. That's a good point that you just made because you are also helping the Peking Duck House Chung Wang next door, your next door neighbor. Yes, yes, yes. Tell us a little bit about Chung Wang. Chung Wang is a Chinese barbecue place. Um, they just changed ownership over uh, last year by December so it's just only a couple months into the new business to them and, and then all this happened but I've seen their the quality of their food has been extremely good and consistent that's the most important part uh, so I decided hey why don't we do this why don't we do delivery on our own we hire our drivers and uh, they don't have a online ordering system I said no worry I'll put your whole menu into mine. So when people order from Fat Eatery, they can even order from Chongwang one shot and then even deliver it. You're delivering them in one shot. Done. They can just stock up their meals for the week or a couple of days in one, one order. And that's another important point is you are self-delivery. You do not work with third-party delivery services. No, I am not a big fan of any third-party at all. I mean. When you use the third party app, I mean, you're not supporting the business. You're pretty much, I would say, uh, you're hurting the business. Yeah, they're taking, I've heard that they take up to 30% and restaurants offer, uh, they operate on such slim profit margins that how do you even make a profit? And there's actually been a lot of articles and social media posts flying around about how little a restaurant would get off of their sales like $300 out of $1,000 of sales. I have a statement like from DoorDash I can show you all day long. Yes, from before. Yes, but I don't use them no more. No, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense. And it's a shame because it could be such a great service, but not when you take out that kind of, of percentage and are so uh, difficult for the restaurants to work with. Exactly. Yeah, I understand that some states, uh, maybe in California, they they only allow them to take a 15% maximum, something. but I think it's too late. They just, DoorDash just did a fee reduce about two weeks ago, but, but that's, that was like when I decided I'm not going to use that no more. It was like three weeks ago. They reduced it 15%, but no, no more DoorDash. With hiring my own driver, I keep more, two more people on the job. I mean, less people follow unemployment, feed the new family, why not? Absolutely. It just makes sense. If you've got enough orders for a delivery, why not? You know, or if it's a slow night, you can probably get a, a pull a server off to go do a delivery real, real quick. Too. Yeah, right now with, with only five tables, 19 and a quarter people. <laughs> they are not, we don't need a dedicated server. We don't need someone that's dedicated. Everybody just do everything. Yeah. Yeah. Your, yeah. your people are all cross trained, I'm sure. Yes, they are. Very good. Very good. Now I'm going to ask you about one last thing. In, in addition to all the stuff you've been doing, working with your restaurant business model to accommodate the times, kind of help showcasing 
other businesses. You, uh, Fat Eatery is a huge supporter of Houston Shift Meal, which is helping feed out-of-work hospitality employees. How did you get into that? You know what? To be honest, uh, I forgot. There, there were, there was, there were like quite a bit of like at that time there were quite a bit of um, email exchange and everything on all this like charity and stuff. I know we are, we are still doing community first that would, which delivered to uh, hospitals. We're still doing that and then shift mail. And one day Catwin, okay, we signed the we signed some paperwork and then Catwin showed up with the food and everything. So the first time I met Catwin, uh, so that's how it all started. How we all got all, all started before that the paperwork, I do not remember. I'm so sorry. No, all good. I, I know Kat and I, I love her. We worked really closely during the Hurricane Harvey stuff, and her and uh, Jonathan Beitler, who also helped put Houston Shift Meal together, they called us and we, we set up a little interview with them about what they were doing. But it's been tremendous, and I know it's been something that people are, are grateful for. Yes, yes, yes. The first two times, we were like a place like, hey, go to the one by that, that suburb area. There's, there's a short line. We, are, we were one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but then now, after the, since the third time people know about it, most of them, I mean, actually, they come from inside the loop everywhere, come, come to here, to this uh, suburb. They don't have to, like, be so on time, 2.15, everything are gone. No, but it's, the turnout has been greater and greater, faster and faster. Right now, we usually run out by like four, five, we'll be out. Really, it's kind of both sad and, and humbling that they need this help, but I'm so happy that they can get a nice meal. And I've seen a couple of photos where like some of the packages lately have been you, Rainbow Lodge, yes. Morningstar, and Ninja Ramen. Yes, yes, that was the uh, last time then we had many other great restaurants uh, even hugo's or, or harlem barbecue best street cafe just just on top of my hat meals are very good meals i mean they are not regular stuff they're good stuff yeah <laughs> yes well you know you're feeding other restaurant people so you know they're gonna judge you no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> they they have looked lovely well crafted nicely put together thoughtful so that's just a wonderful thing you and, and these other participating restaurants have, have done. Yes, and also can win this for sure. I mean, the first time I met her, I thought, you must be very busy. Sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she is, she's always, anytime there's a, a crisis like this, I swear, Kat's like one of the first people to just jump in and be like, how do I fix this? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. How can yeah. I help? What do I do? I'm going to do this. And she's, uh, she's, I want just a, a quarter. I want 25% of her energy because somehow she has the energy to, to pull all this off. Yes, yes. That's fantastic. Well, Alex, thank you so much for talking with me. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. And take care. And I look forward to being able to visit Fat Eatery, hopefully in the near future. Please do. I will. <laughs> I will. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Is Alex Al Young of Fat Eatery, and this is where we are going to call that an episode. Join me again later this week. I expect that we're going to have several new news stories 
to tell you about. Maybe we'll hear some more developments about when bars get to reopen and when restaurants get to come up to a 50% customer capacity. Take care. Have a great week.